Episode of the Slam Fest podcast, where we bring the premier rock concert pregame experience from the parking lot to the podcasting airwaves. I'm Brad. So back on episode 23, Hairball, bombastic celebration of arena rock was the topic. My brother and I saw them in our hometown of Grand Island, Nebraska, back on November 14th, 2020. We recapped the show in person the following day. This was the first episode to revolve around a tribute band. Well, we've reached another one. And to recap that show, I'd like to welcome my brother Matt back to the podcast. How's it going? Going. <laughs> and we are in person again. Doesn't happen very often, but it's the following day from the show we saw, and we're able to recap the show in person. So this is going to revolve around the Five Horsemen Revelations. <laughs> Fallen Stronger concert we saw last night, May 15th, 2021 at the Token Lounge, Westland, Michigan. So, as we talked about on that Hairball show, we talked about some other tribute bands that we had seen, and and this year, we've seen tons of tribute band shows pop up. I think, Matt, you saw Ario Speedwagon one yep. recently. I think Keep Pushing. Yeah, about is, a month ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a lot of, there are just a lot of, tribute shows popping up we're seeing stuff in chicago denver just again because this is where some of the slam fest crew members are and, and monitoring those those cities and then obviously detroit is is getting a bunch of them uh, popping up and and so why not go to some of those shows because those are the only shows happening right now so this Five Horsemen show and Revelations was supposed to be on the bill, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but obviously Metallica and Iron Maiden tribute at the Token Lounge, which is where I saw Kickin' Valentina and did a did a recap on, on that show last fall as well. So Matt flew up here Thursday um, late, um, just hung out that night, and then the next day, Friday, Drove down to Detroit and went to a Cubs-Tigers game. Actually brought my son uh, with us as well. And actually it was funny, after the game, we went back to the hotel and and that uh, live stream, Growing Up Rock, Potter Than Hell, and Shout Out Loudcast was was still, still going on when we got back to the room, which was just a marathon um, show. So we actually listened to that a little bit had some beers, and couldn't believe the Skid Row comment that we heard on there. But we'll, we'll leave that to listen to the, listen to the show, and, and you'll hear an interesting Skid Row comment by one of those, <laughs> one of those hosts. And then Saturday, um, ate lunch downtown Detroit, went to a MGM Casino down there, and then made our way uh, to a liquor store. Nicholas's. Yeah, Nicholas's Party Shop yeah. is where we went. And as we've talked a little bit about our, our beer runs uh, that, we, that we do, um, this, was, this was no exception. We got a variety of alcohol for this. So I think, if I can remember, so we got a six-pack <laughs> six of Labatt's Light Tall Boys. Yeah. We got a six-pack of PBR cans. And then we got 
three twenty-five ounces. And M what MGD Coors and Bud and a Bud. Yep. And then got a couple of uh, small Jägermeister bottles, which probably wasn't necessary, but no, well, probably not. <laughs> we we did it. We did it anyway. So then made our way over to the the hotel. Hampton Inn over there in in Livonia, Michigan, and actually got things rolling there in in the room. Spent about a an hour there prior to making our way to the to the venue to hang out in the car, listening to music and and drinking some beers. So Matt, you've got we've got the lists in front of us of the songs that we played. Do you want to? You want to go through your list, and then I can go through mine. <laughs> True as Steel, Warlock, Road Racing by Riot, Brutal Planet by Alice Cooper, No Limits by Udo, Bedroom Game Anvil, uh, Demons in the Dirt from Hell Yeah, Battalions of Hate, Primal Fear, uh, Spreading the Disease, Queensryche. Sick of Life, Godsmack, Spell Can't Be Broken, Metal Church, uh, After the Bomb, Warlock, Blood of the Nations, Accept, Wrath of God, Halford, Terminal Velocity, Saxon, Intoxication, Disturbed, the Chase is Better Than the Catch, Motorhead, Ball Crusher by Wasp, Beyond the Gates of Doom, Exciter, Domination, Pantera, Survival of the Sickest, Saliva, Ton of Bricks, Metal Church, Turn Up the Night, Black Sabbath, Wake Up Dead, Megadeth, and I think just part of Mr. Tinker Train from Ozzy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you were the you were the first you were the first one, so you got kind of the partial of the of the last song that we that we listened to. I'm trying to, I think the last I think spreading the disease was the last one we played in the hotel. That yeah. sound right? Yeah, because I think that Godsmack was first. Was first in the car. In the, in the car. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so my uh, I guess before I get into to my list, so so obviously we talked about this. You know, when was the last time we'd gone to a show, a metal show, where we were choosing these <laughs> these bands and these heavy songs, and it had been a while. I'm not sure we even place in the last time we were at a metal show and, and able to play those so what were what were you thinking going into it like you were just gonna <laughs> whatever just, heaviest stuff you could play just old school old school heavy metal just revolving around the old school band that we were gonna see yep yep well but you threw a godsmack song in there. yeah just something a good heavy song though and saliva, yeah. yeah. Good, again, good, <laughs> good heavy song. So, so yep. So I kicked it off with "Dive, Dive, Dive" from Bruce Dickinson, "Seek and Destroy" from Raven, "Blood of the Kings," Manowar, again, Alice in Chains, "The Invisible Guests," King Diamond, "Burn the Witch," Stone Gods, "Cyanide Sweet Tooth Suicide," Shine Down, "Real Swagger," Armored Saint, "Phantom of the Opera." Iron Maiden, Last Man Standing, Pop Evil, Overdose, ACDC, Tomorrow's Dream, Black Sabbath, Doomsday Jesus, Black Label Society, Hollywood Black, Dio, Feelin' Me, Adrenaline Mob, 
Lightning Strikes Twice, Iron Maiden, The Giant, Anthrax, Restless and Wild, Accept, Thou Shalt Not, Kiss, Black is the Soul, Corn, The Deadlight Girls Gone Wild, Lordy, Push It, Static X, and Victim of Changes by Judas Priest. And now that I think about it, I think there's something missing. <laughs> there is, and I thought of it as we were I as we were thought, reading off I'm, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was Moonchild <laughs> from Maiden. It was. It was. Yeah, I don't know. Um, as as we were playing these songs and taking pictures of the of the devices, and yeah, somehow. No, you know what? Yeah, it's it's there. I well, just, you just didn't I just, type it in. I just skipped it. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, you know, I've also yeah. So Moonchild, but it I was, it was late, I think. Yeah, so I think maybe yeah, your second my to last, last my last four or five songs probably. Well, and then I just realized my my actual last song, which wasn't listed on there, was Screaming for Vengeance. Oh, Judas Priest. So those were yeah the last two <laughs> songs um, weren't on the original list. So we'll get that revised. And what made me think of it too, as I was reading off mine, is we <laughs> and we we referred to it as hitting for the cycle with regards to Maiden because I played a Bruce Dickinson song, I played a Blaze Bailey song when he was in the band, I played obviously a Paul Diano song, and then Matt played Bruce Dickinson oh, right, yeah. Maiden song. So we had all the singers covered by Maiden and I even threw a Bruce Dickinson solo song on there. So, you know, my approach to it was, well, yeah, obviously heavy stuff, but I was kind of bouncing back and forth from some new new school stuff back to some old school stuff just to, just to mix it up a little bit. So I'm sitting here editing this episode, and not only did we forget Moonchild by Maiden and Screaming for Vengeance by Priest when we were recording the episode, I also left off three songs each. What the fuck? So let me explain this. So as we're sitting there playing the songs on our iPhones or iPods, my goal is to take a picture of the song and I even created a photo album, and I was dropping them in there as we went. Well, so as the drinks kept flowing, <laughs> I was taking pictures of the stuff, but I wasn't being consistent in dropping them into the quote-unquote photo albums that had our names on them. So, again, three additional songs from each of us. So, Matt... After Blood of the Nations, he actually played Iron Head by Rob Zombie and Ozzy Osbourne. He played Between Angels and Insects by Papa Roach after Ball Crusher by Wasp. And then after Survival of the Sickest by Saliva, he also played Sacrifice by Venom. So my additional three songs. So after Tomorrow's Dream by Black Sabbath, I played Let the Sin Begin by Drowning Pool. And after Lightning Strikes Twice by Iron Maiden, I played Living on a Chain Gang by Skid Row. And after Thou Shalt Not by Kiss, I played Digital Bitch by Black 
Sabbath. So Revelations, we mentioned, was supposed to be on the bill. And I would say about a week out, actually, Matt texted me and said, hey, went to the Revelations website. I think that's where, or the Facebook page. Facebook page, I think. And there was a posting on there that actually, I think a couple of their members came down with COVID. So they had to cancel, unfortunately. And we weren't sure actually what was going to happen, if they were going to get another tribute band to play on there, or then they ended up getting an original um, band from Detroit to uh, to open the show called Fallen Stronger. Don't know anything about them. We didn't see <laughs> we didn't see any of them either. But looking at the some of the footage for Revelations, it looks like they were they were a great band, and it would be fun to fun to see sometime. So hopefully hopefully we can we can see them at some point. So leading up to the show as well, I wanted to I was reaching out to the bands and trying to see if I could couldn't set something up to, to talk to them um, for the episode. And, and of course, the, the Revelations band seemed to be most accommodating. And unfortunately, they, they, weren't, uh, they weren't there. So didn't end up doing it. It was funny. I was going back and forth with them on, on Facebook Messenger. And one guy said, yeah, that should be OK. I'm sure Shane will do it. He loves to talk about himself. <laughs> Which, which was funny, but anyway, that didn't work out. And then I actually was in contact with the bass player for the Five Horsemen, and and uh, yeah, just weren't able to. At least as of the time of this recording, if if between now and the, the time that the episode drops, if I get to talk to him, great. If if not, uh, that is okay as well. So again, it was a limited capacity show, and. You know, based on what I had seen uh, previously when they were selling tickets at the Token, I think they were letting about 100 people in there. I, that would probably be about right. Yeah. I would think. And yeah, I mean, it was a it was a good crowd. They had tables for some reason on the floor. I don't I don't remember ever seeing that before. But I mean, there was some room up, up front, which is where we ended up uh, going uh, for for. For most of the show, um, five horsemen. Interesting on their Facebook page, it says made up of five fans, which is interesting because there's only four of them in the band currently. But made up of five fans who are absolutely committed to giving the audience the ultimate Metallica experience, with an incredible energy and commitment to playing songs note for note. <laughs> which, as we talk about it a little bit more, I think we can. I think that was confirmed last night. So again, four guys in the band, Jason Smith, vocals and guitar, Tere Barish, bass, Drew Gabbery, lead guitar, and then Patrick Vladnais uh, on drums. So set list, Master of Puppets, The Four Horsemen, Trapped Under Ice, Inner Sandman, Battery, Welcome Home Sanitarium, The Trooper, Ride the Lightning, Wherever I May Roam, Escape, Blackened, Seek and Destroy, Fade to Black, Disposable Heroes, Anesthesia, Pulling Teeth, For Whom the Bell Tolls, 
Creeping Death, and Am I Evil. So kind of interesting, the, the breakdown of those songs with their albums. So Kill Em All, three songs. Ride the Lightning, six songs. Master of Puppets, four songs. And Justice for All, one song. Black Album, two songs. Then Load Through Hardwired to Self-Destruct, zero songs. Garage Inc., in there, one song. And then Peace of Mind, <laughs> just because uh, they ended up doing a, a Maiden song, one song. So overall, I mean, it was a cool cool set list. You know, took some, some videos of, of some of the songs. Here's some of Master of Puppets.
it was interesting. The, the show was supposed to, or they were supposed to come on at nine, play nine to 11. And we were, so we were out in the lot and at about 8.15, this, this woman comes out um, to her car, which was parked right next to us. And she saw us and she goes, you guys are still out here? Because she saw us out a couple hours before or whatever when she showed up and with with some friends. And we said, yeah. And said, is there a band playing? And she said, somebody just ended. So I think that opener ended a little bit earlier than originally expected and we we kind of made a decision we were going to go in at 8 30 and as we were walking to the over to the venue you could hear master of puppets playing so we we missed a little bit of it but first couple minutes not not a big deal um got in there and and uh watched a couple songs and then i think i probably got got drinks and and uh but again yeah overall matt thoughts of the thoughts of the band the band was Pretty good. The drummer was a maniac. Um, yeah. You know when you're going to go see a band like that, a tribute band for a thrash band, you're going to see a damn good drummer. Yeah. And he did not disappoint. Yep. And you, yeah, you better be a good drummer to be able to pull off those songs. Yeah, so he was great. So, yeah, the, the guitar player, um, just Drew Gabbery or however you pronounce it, um, was just a kid. <laughs> yeah, he looked like he was in high college. <laughs> and, and apparently, it is a turn. I guess he was in his late twenties. Yeah, mid, yeah, twenty seven or somewhere in there is what yeah. some yeah somebody said after the after the show. But yeah, he he was he was great, very animated. Um, again, I, I made the comment that he reminded me of Matthias Jabs. Um, from the Scorps because he just seemed to be smiling the yeah. whole time. He was... His facial expressions were very similar. <laughs> yeah, just uh, but yeah, very good. And yeah, they, uh, they you know they played to the crowd well. The bass player uh, and that guitar player, you know, were switching sides and and doing good backing vocals and 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 then the singer. So this Jason Smith guy, you know, was probably you know our age. Um, you know, late forties, early fifties, um, and he he kind of looked like um, Hetfield a little bit. I mean, he was he was short, but you know, short gray hair and had a goatee yeah. going. And as Matt made the comment, or I guess you you tell him what really really made you feel like it was him. <laughs> oh, the black T-shirt and the black. Armbands, Arm wristbands, wristbands, yeah. That Hatfield used to. I don't know if he still does. Yeah, or not, I don't he, know. Yeah, he used he, to like yeah. on the Black Album tour. Yep, that was his look. That was his look. So yeah, that was that was what they were basing it on. And uh, but yeah, really, really good. Sounded great, and the crowd was into it. And they, you know, they kept kind of saying. I, I was watching um, some of the footage that that we had, and they. The singer said something about, you know, you, you, the crowd's great. You guys are making this easy for us, you know, with the <clears throat> with the energy. But I guess a, maybe a little bit surprising that they didn't do anything post Black Album. I don't know. I mean, which kind of I was I, I I wasn't I I thought this was about what we what, would see. what we would get. Yeah, because I think the 
tribute bands are made up of diehard fans, and they stick to the older stuff. Yeah. Well, actually, so that's a that's kind of an interesting, you know, question. You know, who, who's, who, who's going to these tribute band shows, right? Mm-hmm. Is it a, is it a diehard fan, or is it you know more of a casual? Um, type fan that, that goes to them and, and so when these guys are putting the set list together do they do stick to the hits or they do deep cuts you know or a combination of I mean you know they they kind of did a combination of um, but I think you and I looked at each other after Inner Sandman was played song four you know just not at you know not at the end like right. Metallica yeah. would do and they didn't do one you know, that was surprising. Yeah, so you know, kind of, kind of interesting, I guess. As a, you know, if I was in a tribute band, you know, I would think that, uh, I would probably think that it's more diehards coming. I would think so. So yeah. you know, pull some, you know, pull some deeper type cuts out. I mean, the Four Horsemen. I, I had made the comment before the show, even I was like, it would be cool if they started. <laughs> With yeah. the four horsemen, they I think. Almost did. Yep, I think your comment comment was, yeah, that wouldn't suck <laughs> if they if they did. But you know, trapped under ice, you know, that's a that's a deep cut. Escape, you know, disposable heroes.
again, these are this is stuff that you know Metallica hasn't touched. You know, in a I mean blackened. I don't know if that's considered a deep cut, but um, it was it was played, and uh, so good good stuff. Here's a little bit of blackened. Seek and Destroy. some for whom the bell tolls.
obviously, Matt, I mentioned an Iron Maiden song in this set. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't remember what they, or if they said anything right before it. They, no. I think they acknowledged it was supposed to be our, our friends' revelations, the Maiden tribute band, and they, they couldn't be here, so we decided we'd do a, we'd do a Maiden song. And they busted out the trooper. Uh -oh, you guys still deserve some Maiden if you want it. Yeah! Are you sure? Yeah! How about the trooper? Because, yeah, I mean, when we we heard that that band wasn't going to be there, I mean, we were bummed, um, you know, about it. You know, figured that the Five Horsemen would would still be good and everything. But, yeah, I mean, I think Matt made that this comment earlier today even. You know, you know two, going to see two tribute bands, you know, on a, on a night is a good number. Some of these other shows we're seeing around the country, I mean, they've got like five or six... <laughs> tribute bands with the show starting at like four, you know, late afternoon. I mean, that that's, that would just be a marathon mm -hmm. day for, for sure. So Matt, that was the first time you'd been to the Token. What were your... <laughs> I've been talking about it for years. Reminded um, me of the 18th Amendment in Omaha. Yep. Or the old... I don't think it's... I think it's still there, but it's, it's called something, something else. Something but different. I just... The, the, was, you know, the square room. Yep. Shape. Yep. Um, yeah, the stage wasn't very high off the ground. <laughs> no, it was elevated a little bit. Yeah. I think. But. Yeah, not I mean, much. Not much. 18 inches. If that. Yeah, if that, yeah. probably. Yeah. Um, but seeing the framed pictures of bands that have played oh, there. In, yeah, it, I forgot about in that. In any. You know, I mean, I've seen those in lots of places, but that's always, a, it's always kind of cool to see. Definitely. Yeah. 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 And I think, trying to think of what we saw, what inter interesting um, from those. Anvil. <laughs> yeah. Well, of all of them were really. Were, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even though they were, maybe some people we didn't like necessarily, but it was just kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them having, yeah signatures on them and all that type of type of stuff was uh, 
was cool to see. And, you know, the last time I was at the Token, well, that was the first show, you know, since the pandemic had started. So, um, you know, and I had obviously just started the podcast and ended up doing an episode on it. But I, I brought, and I think I talked about it on that episode, I brought the little business card laminated things with the Slamfest logo on it and, you know, some of the contact information on it. And I brought more of those and, and threw them on some of the bar top tables and in the bathroom. I think at the <laughs> Kick and Valentina show, I remember laying them out in there. And I think I came back in to use the bathroom and one of them was floating in the toilet. Mm. <laughs> Which, on one hand, I was like, well, at least somebody picked it up. Yeah. <laughs> what he did with it after that was was up to up to them but uh anyway so it's kind of funny throwing those things out on the out on the tables and then yeah after the show we, we talked to the singer for a little bit i think that Just was the only bit. was that the only guy that we talked to in the band i think so yeah just uh yeah, I just, uh, just told him, you know, great job. And It was after the show, or was it during the brief break? I think it was, it yeah, was, I forgot about the break. They did like a five-minute... That's right, they did Five, ten minutes. Yeah, which it is was, when we walked around and looked at the pictures, I think, yeah. um, mostly. But, um, yeah, cool guy. And again, yeah, as far as I can tell, the, they're, they're local um, to Detroit, because um, the bass player, I think, on his... On his email, I think he, he had his number, his phone number on there, and it was a local area code. So, again, I think they are a local Detroit band. But, uh, again, all in all, it was it was great. Um, you know, I know Matt and I had gone to a, a show, you know, in the fall together. But, yeah, I mean, it had been since November, so it was nice having Matt up here. He hadn't been up here in 18 months, <laughs> probably. Yeah, I that think. sounds about right. I think it was a Kid Rock show that we saw back in 2019. So it'd been a while. Um, so it was it was great to have him up, and it was great to great to go to a show in in Detroit and and do some pre gaming. So well, I talked about this I think on last week's episode. I'm not going to talk about the shows that we're going to, but I, I said that I'm going to going to a festival. Festival bill with some of the Slam Fest crew, but not talking about what it, what it's going to be because we'll we'll talk about that later on. And then I'm seeing another show. I've got tickets for another show up here in Michigan uh, in mid July. So then um, you know, looking at the the Token Lounge, they have a t- quite a few tribute bands. Quite a few tribute bands coming. That's that's for sure. Um, and uh, so I may have to. May have to hit another one. Um, see how see how my schedule goes with it. Anything else about the show? No, it was it was fun. It was sweaty. It was exhausting. <laughs> it was. You it, it was. Yeah. It's uh, it's Sunday evening on the sixteenth, and we're actually out in our three seasons room at my house and I, I don't we can hear birds chirping out out here but I don't think the microphone's picking it up but uh, anyway it's that the evening of the 16th as we're as we're recording this I think we're both exhausted so <laughs> anyway all in all good good show so on to the slam fest tip of the week well so, so we already talked about the pre-gaming uh, which is a, a big part of these slam fest tips of the week so 
Why don't I just turn the microphone over to Aaron Camaro? It's been a long time since we've rock and rolled. But that all changes this August as Rockin' Pod returns to Nashville. This annual convention brings together rock artists, fans, and podcasters for an unforgettable rock experience. Special guests this year include Billy Sheehan, Ron Keel, Don Jameson of That Metal Show, and current and former members of Winger, LA Guns, Accept, and more. Stage panels, signing sessions, and photo ops will be available, plus lots of vinyl and memorabilia vendors. Music podcasters from all over North America will be appearing on site for live interviews, speaking sessions, networking, and more. Got a music podcast? Register and join us. Rockin' Pod Weekend kicks off with a pre-party featuring former Tesla guitarist Tommy Skio and his new band Resist and Bite making their debut performance, as well as a rare hair set featuring surprise guests performing all-time classics. Rockin' Pod Weekend takes place August 6th through the 8th in Nashville, Tennessee. Tickets, VIP passes, podcast registration, and discounted hotel rooms are available now at rockandpod.com. Rockin' Pod is brought to you by DBG Productions, Bradley Entertainment, and Encaptia. All right, now to close out this episode with a which side are you on? And again, you know, we didn't see Metallica, but we saw Metallica uh, tribute band, so we figured, you know, let's let's talk about let's talk about one of the albums. So let's go back to the beginning and talk about Kill 'Em All, released July twenty fifth, nineteen eighty three, produced by Paul Curcio, I think, and ended up selling three million copies. Of course, that. Happened, you know, later over the over the course of their career as as they got bigger and bigger. I think people obviously went back because this thing only charted at 155, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is funny. I mean, how often do you have a a triple platinum album that only charted at 155? So again, Metallica's you know known as a as a thrash band in the in the 80s, you know, spe- specifically when when thrash got big. But you know, to me, this album, and I don't think I'm saying anything that, that other people don't think as well but it's more of a kind of a nod to n- new wave of british heavy metal on right on some of the songs i mean you can get the the feel of the direction that they ended up going yeah. on some of the songs but some of them are you know i don't want to say they're they're not hard rock songs but they're not thrash songs you know they're somewhere in the middle you know uh, with uh, with metal so you know looking at at side one Hit the Lights, The Four Horsemen, Motor Breath, Jump in the Fire, Anesthesia, Pulling Teeth, the instrumental, and then Whiplash closes out that that side. So, Matt, what stands out to you? <laughs> well, I, I think I used to own this record. Ten songs, and it wasn't five songs on each side? It, no. It doesn't. I don't remember that. I guess I don't remember. It's odd. You, you look at it on... Even on Wikipedia, I guess when I saw that, I thought, well, that's odd. But again, some of the songs, you know, Hit the Lights and Jump in the Fire aren't long songs. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that's just the way that it, you know, the way that it worked out. But what are your highlights well, on the Well, Hit the Lights and Four Horsemen, obviously, 
Whiplash is, is classic. Yep. Um, Jump in the Fire is okay. Motor Breath, I wasn't real crazy about. Um, anesthesia, Pulling Teeth. Yeah, there probably shouldn't be a single instrument instrumental on a debut album unless your name's Edward Van Halen. <laughs> so I, I and that and that never did anything for me. Right. But yeah, Four Horsemen I think had Mustang help craft that one. Yeah, I think yeah. he's on a couple of them on side two um, as well. But yeah, some yeah Mustaine obviously can't remember when he got kicked out of the band. <laughs> It was obviously before this, yeah. Before this album got released, but yeah, I mean, the Four Horsemen to me that sounds like Metallica, kind of what they became. Mm -hmm. um, great, yeah, great song, great lyrics. You know, they're coming to take your life. You know, that whole thing. I mean, hit the lights and jump in the fire. Yeah, those are to me just kind of heavy metal songs versus um, you know thrash songs, and then Whiplash. I mean, what can you say about it? I mean, it's, you know, lyrics, bang your head against the stage. <laughs> Heads are bobbing all around, you know, all that stuff is just, is just perfect. And then, of course, they, they mention Metallica in the lyric. But we'll never stop, we'll never quit, because we're Metallica yeah. in, the, in the lyric, which is, which is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, so the first... Metallica episode, episode 10, when they had Craig on for that Black Tour album we went through, I think, each of the 80s albums and gave our faves and least fave. Motor Breath was my least fave on the whole album. So it's kind of interesting that you it never did anything for you either. Well, I, it's, I mean, it's, it's not a bad song. It's yeah. just not, not, not a standout. I, I don't know. It, to me, it seemed like there wasn't much distinction between the verse and the chorus, like musically. It just it was all the same yeah. sound um, in the, the chorus. Just, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't do much for me. But yeah, I've, got, I've noted here, I guess, that Mustaine was involved in Jumping the Fire hmm. as well. Could be. Which is which is interesting. Of course, he had the chorus on that. He doesn't really say fire, he says fire. <laughs> um, so moving on to side two. So Phantom Lord, No Remorse, Seek and Destroy, and Metal Militia. So thoughts on those four songs? Well, yeah, four of the better songs on there, <laughs> yep. obviously. Yep. Seek and Destroy, you know, obviously iconic. Um, no Remorse, great. Deep cut. Yeah. Metal Militia is, I almost consider that a deep cut. And they're all deep cuts. Yeah, pretty much. Except Seek and Destroy. Yeah. Really. Yeah. 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 So I, Mustaine was involved in Phantom Lord, which, yeah, was probably the, the weakest out of out of all those songs on side two, at least in my, in my opinion. And then on that episode, on episode 10, I my two faves from this album were Seek and Destroy and Metal Militia. So two, yeah. two of my faves were on side two. Um, I, yeah, again, popular song with Seek and Destroy, but you can't deny it, just how, how cool it is. And Metal Militia actually kind of, the main riff kind of sounded a lot like early mating um, to me. And then of course at the end, the marching sound effects and there's those war <laughs> bombs and guns and all that kind of stuff. Um, going on but yeah I mean, no remorse is is really really cool song as well um, again you know 
some of that stuff is, is what they ended up, you know, moving moving on to as they as they got as they got heavier. So I don't know, Matt. What would you say? Side one or side two? I go with two. Okay. I got yeah. I mean, three of three of the better songs on the album <laughs> on there are on side two, and you know, like I said, the bass solo <laughs> song just what isn't necessary on a debut. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I would go side two. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've got the got a we've got a, a difference because I'm I'm going with side one, which is odd because my least favorite song on the album is on side. And my two favorites are on side two, but if I put Whiplash and the Four Horsemen, I think I could put those two up against Seek and Destroy and Metal Militia. Mm-hmm. I think I like Hit the Lights and Jump in the Fire maybe a little bit more than Phantom Lord and No Remorse. At least if just you know doing it that way, almost yeah. from a process of elimination. So I'm going to go with side one over side two of Metallica's Kill 'Em All. And Matt went with side two over side one. So thanks for coming up this weekend, Matt. This was a great time. Cubs Tigers game. Cubs game. Pre-game. Sense of normalcy. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Made us forget about what was going on in the world um, a little bit, which was was really cool. And, uh, yeah, glad that the uh, five horsemen still played after Revelations canceled, hell, we would have found something else to do. Yeah, so. I was I was hoping. <laughs> yeah, were you nervous I, at all? I was. I, 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 yeah, I kind like of was one of, them, one of them canceled, maybe the token would have just scrapped, scrapped the it show. And, yeah, yeah. But then again, you know, they got a, a local band on there to, yeah. you know, keep... Well, I guess, I guess in one sense it would have not made sense to everything and you may as well get somebody in there sure yeah i was i, I think i had texted you thinking get, that they might get another there's so many tribute fans yeah, you know get 90 or, up. get 100 people or so in there yeah you know and everybody bought a few beers yeah yeah, yeah. not going to make any money if it's closed yep so. nope absolutely absolutely so anyway it was great uh, great having you up here and, and yeah look forward to Again, we're, we're getting together in June. I'm not going to reveal what that show is until we get closer to it. But that's it's going to be a doozy. It'll be fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be fun. So, have any of you seen a Metallica tribute band? If so, who were they, and when and where did you see them? And what were your thoughts, memories, or stories from that show? What did you think of Matt and my song selections during the pre-gaming for this show? Which songs did you like? Who had the better overall song selection list? And last but not least, what are your thoughts on Metallica's first studio album, Kill 'Em All, from 1983, side one or side two? Let us know your thoughts by emailing us at slamfestpodcast at gmail.com or request to join our private Facebook page at Slamfest Podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Thank you,